Welcome to the latest edition of the Shukri Rights Podcast with your host, Shukri Rights. It is 6.52 a.m. on a Tuesday morning and the morning after being at the Bears-Patriots game last night. It was one of the wild games that I can remember ever being at. Probably the wildest for a variety of reasons that I'm going to get into this morning and I figured that it would be appropriate that I share with you my thoughts in totality since I am not able to do the Shukri Right show on my Tuesday edition from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. as my Microsoft Surface laptop is officially out of commission. I can't um record audio from remote um in which that it would make things a lot easier in terms of having to be in studio while i'm in the process of 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 working and doing my other job so i figured that i would create a podcast to really give you my thoughts on last night the game itself and also just this overall feeling that I have as I record this podcast early Tuesday morning at around 6.54 a.m. So if my voice sounds rather tiresome because of like maybe my energy is just beginning to, you know, rise a little bit as I move along here. That's literally the reason why. I was at the game last night at, down in Foxborough. I was there. Those who follow me on Twitter at Shukri Wright. It's at S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. If you follow me on Twitter and TikTok, there's the same handles. You could see the content that I created and recorded uh, last night while I was at the game at Gillette Stadium. So... As I just said, my, my voice is a little, um, it's not hoarse. It's just, I'm just tired since I got back in the house around a little bit before 2 a.m. this morning. So I'm actually running on maybe three and a half hours of sleep. But the grind don't care and my passion um, runs very deep. So here I am recording a podcast on a Tuesday morning on three and a half hours of sleep working from home (laughs) but as far as the Patriots and Bears game is concerned this is where things get wild so here we go so I take the commuter rail down um, from South Station to Gillette the atmosphere is I don't know how to describe it. It kind of had like an ominous look, but it was for understandable reasons. So let me paint the picture for you. For those of you that, that are listening that are outside of New England who don't know what the weather was like yesterday. So yesterday, it was a very overcast day. And from multiple accounts from different people who who all live in the Boston area, like it did not rain initially, but it wasn't until like around maybe 
four o'clock in which that um, that the rain started to come down. I left my house around around four fifteen ish. It wasn't raining hard. I could tell you that for a fact. It wasn't raining hard, and when it started to rain hard, it was when by the time I got to South Station, and you know by that point it is crowded. It's like around five o'clock yesterday afternoon or early evening, I should say. And all I could think of was, well, there's, there's, there's definitely a big crowd. Obviously, people are going home um, from the workday. But also, there were a lot of Patriots fans who were also going down to Gillette. No surprise. And a lot of them were taking the, the Patriots event train. That's, um, that's provided by the MBTA. So we get down to Gillette. And... I get off the train and there's this visible low laying cloud or fog. It was really more of a fog that just hung around Gillette. And if you didn't know any better, you would have thought that it was like residue from like the smoke for the fireworks or like the, I guess like that, that, that machine that releases that, that smoke. Like, you've seen it at concerts or events or things like that. But you know what I'm talking about. But no, it was just dense fog. And when we got inside the stadium, I remember walking in there, seeing the atmosphere. I was like, man, this really does look and feel eerie. It does. And it did. So we got to our seats. I was sitting in section 105. Uh, row eight, some really really good seats. So shout out to my to my dear friend um, Bobby, who um, who who was who's really the MVP of last night. There's no other way for me to to put it. He's really the MVP of last night. So we get to our seats, and at this point, again, the fog is just there. It's pretty clear. You can only see but so much. And if it wasn't for the bright lights of Gillette Stadium, I tell you that 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 fog really would have been even more thicker you can even really see the 300 level from where i was sitting i mean that's how that's how foggy it was like i had a very hard time seeing the 300 level um from where we were seated and by the time the, the players took the field and everybody had the there's this anticipation of Mac Jones taking the field, returning back as the starting quarterback for the first time in, let's say, in like three three weeks. There was just this this feeling in the air that is extremely palpable. I couldn't tell you why for the life of me, but it was something that I noticed, and this is part of the beautiful platform called podcast in which that I'm afforded and people who do podcasts I'm afforded to really go into like storytelling and I'm I'm going into storytelling into the finer details so for those of you that were at the game last night you could probably could also equally understand what I'm about to say as well 
and that is when Mac Jones took the field, there was there was some level of joy, but I think there was a level of nervousness and unease more than anything. I would say it was 20% joy, 80% like an air of unease and just unsureness. Because when Mac Jones came into the game last night, and he took the field for that, that first opening drive, the first thing I can think of was, let's see how the Patriots' offense could look with him under center. That was my first thought. And I, for one, I can, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. But I, what I will tell you is this. I was watching Mac Jones with a very close eye and as well as the Patriots' offense. And when I tell you that I really did not like what I saw, I didn't like what I saw from the first drive. Like, I was hoping that the Patriots, offensively, they would come out with this rapid pace, fire away, boom, 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 boom. But yet, instead, what I saw was a quarterback who just looked timid, just throwing the ball. Yeah, he did have those those runs um, in which that he was able to, to run the ball uh, for 24 yards. That's nice and all. But here's the reality. You still have to be able to throw and make key uh, critical thought. And that's something that Mac Jones did struggle with last night. He did. So that first drive comes and goes. And... My thought is, and I turned to Bobby and I said, Bobby, I don't like this feeling at all. And he says to me, and he, and he was absolutely right. Bobby turns around and tells me, this offense doesn't look the same that we have grown accustomed to seeing over the last few weeks. And I said, no, you actually, you're right. I was thinking the very same thing. Second drive? Well, <laughs> my gosh, that second drive was like, well, what else could the Patriots possibly could do to get Mac Jones going? Yes, he was rusty. But for for Pete's sake, can you stop with the whole the whole talk of well he was rusty, he like in the in the excuse making? Because let me address this for once and once and for all. Let me address this by saying that you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, you just can't. For those that wanted Mac Jones to come back, and there was and there was one particular follower on Twitter, and I'm not going to mention the person's name. And it, it really stood out to me that the, this individual was basically saying, well, we, we, really, we really should want Mac Jones to come back because you don't want him to be rusty against the New York Jets. And my whole thought was, if your concern is about him being rusty against the New York Jets, then you have your priorities screwed up in that order as it pertains to Mac Jones. Because no matter when he came back, whether it was last night or next week on Sunday against the Jets at MetLife Stadium, he was going to be rusty. That was going to be a factor no matter what. That's a fact. 
But the people who were defending defending the um, the, the fact that he that Mac Jones was was starting last night, that seemed to be the common theme last night on Twitter. And I was just like, "Good lord!" Yes, I was at the game, but I was also you know tweeting content and just seeing a couple of tweets here and there. And I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" You absolutely have got to be kidding me. So the first drive, they punt. It was it was six plays and a total of five yards. The offense just looked absolutely like just just anemic. And here was the thing that that really drove me nuts. This is from the first drive. So Mac Jones from the shotgun, and then he hands it off to, to Ramondre Stevenson. No gain. And then Mac Jones drops back and he throws the incomplete pass to, to take to Tyquan Thornton, but there was a penalty. It was a penalty against the Bears. It was a defensive offsides. And then after that, it was actually that was the play that it was a penalty on both teams. It was offsetting. It was one against um, Quinn, the defensive offside, and the offensive holding against um, against Brown, against Trent Brown. Then after that, it was the one, the negative one-yard pass to Amandre Stevenson, loss of a yard, and then the six-yard run by Mac Jones because he ran up the middle for, for six yards. And then after that, it was fourth and five. So to me, it was abundantly clear that, yeah, he's rusty, but there was just something about that drive where it didn't instill confidence. It just looked to me from the eye test that the Patriots offense look absolutely spiritless. And I did that abbreviated pause there because I'm trying to find the right word to describe what I saw, but it was as spiritless as it, as I could remember seeing in the last few weeks since Bailey Zabby had taken over on offense while Matt Jones was, in, was, was injured. Now, the second drive, which ended in a punt, seven plays for a grand total of 10 yards, two minutes and 33 minutes of total time. This is what happened. Damian Harris, he ran up the middle for three yards. And then after that, there was there was the, um, the sack in which that Mac Jones took, which I really did not like at all. And that, for me, told me, it told me a lot in terms of his mobility. Yes, he had that he had that six-yard run in the first drive, but even then, he did not look healthy. He did not look 100%. And that was the point of frustration for me in which that I said out loud after that play, he shouldn't be starting. He does not look healthy. So, Mac Jones takes a sack. Now, this is the second drive on, during the, in the first quarter. He takes a sack, loss of five yards, and then there's the, the penalties against both the Bears and the, Brown, and, the, and the Patriots, excuse me, that was offsetting. So, they replay second and seven at, the, at their own 24-yard line, that the Patriots. And then Jones completes the two-yard pass. It was a short pass to Damian Harris. And then the penalty again against Trent Brown, the false of five yards. Now it's third and 10. And then 
Ramondre Stevenson, he uh, he runs from the shotgun, for and then like he runs it for five yards, and he takes it to the twenty-six yard line, and then Jeff Bailey comes out and punts again. Now that's two drives there, the first two drives, and it's beginning to wear on the fans who are watching the game. And I'm sure all of you who are watching at home on Monday Night Football, wherever you are watching this game, you can hear the zappy chants. Yes, the zappy chants were starting. Because through the first two drives of the game, the Patriots' offense looked absolutely spiritless. Mac Jones did not look 100%, and that was the problem that I had this morning. Mac Jones, as from what we were told, from what we know, he wasn't going to come back unless he was fully 100% healthy. So, my question to Bill Belichick this morning, and, and I'm not pinning this loss on Bill Belichick entirely, although he does deserve blame. He does. Why did you start him? Because it was increasingly clear that Mac Jones, through those first two drives, they weren't getting anything going offensively at all. You could hear throughout the stadium the chanting for Bailey Zappi, who up until that point hadn't even lost a start in the NFL. As a quick refresher, he came in halfway through that game against the Packers in Green Bay when Brian Hoyer went down with the concussion, the head injury. And although the Patriots lost that game, but it's the way how he looked. He looked poised, calm, relaxed, confident, able to move the ball up and down the field with ease. And when Bill Belichick decided that he was going to put in um, Mac Jones this was right after the drive in which that Mac Jones threw that interception and it was it was just absolutely maddening on, on, on all fronts after that interception everybody and I mean like a large portion of the fans who were at the game wanted Mac Jones taken out of the game. I was one of them. I have no problems in admitting that I wanted Mac Jones out of the game, not because I dislike him, as some may think. Oh, you don't like Mac Jones. Like, no, I actually do. But my gut feeling, and I said this on Twitter last night, that I actually wanted Bailey Zappi to start this game, knowing that Mac Jones was still not at 100%. When you're a quarterback playing with a high ankle sprain, it's not fun. It's not easy. More times than not, it tends to impact your performance on the field. It does, and it impacted Mac Jones last night. He wasn't ready to come back. It could be for a variety of different reasons, whether it was the physical limitations, although he was able to move around somewhat well, but I feel as if that 
that Mac Jones just did not look right. The fans want a Bailey Zappi in. Bill Belichick puts in Bailey Zappi on on the very first drive the Bailey Zappi um, enters in. Five plays. They started at their own 45-yard line for 55 total yards. And then we all remember the touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers for 30 down for 30 yards. Excuse me. My mouth is really dry. <laughs> like, my goodness. But as I was saying. So Bay Zappi throws a 30-yard touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers. And you can feel the energy just shift. Energy at the stadium just completely shift. The crowd was into it. And despite Nick Folk, um, I mean, despite Nick Folk apparently, a court like this is this is was strange. It said that the extra point was no good, but it actually was good. So after that, as I'm thinking about what's going on, what's transpiring and whatnot at the stadium, these were my thoughts. When Bailey Zappi threw that touchdown pass, my thought process was, man, he may just very well ride into the sunset. Sometimes in life, you are often given a reminder that just when you think that you've got it all figured out, life will remind you, nah, not so fast. I got more thoughts on last night's game. More after this. So Zappy comes in and scored on that first opening drive. And you can feel the energy at Gillette. And as well as you could feel the energy shifting. And at that moment, after the Patriots had scored, my friend Bobby, who was with me at the game last night, he said, you know, I think Bailey Zappi may have taken Mac Jones' job. And I, and I was like, I'm not willing to go that far just yet. I, I was not ready to go there yet. I wanted to see how the rest of the game was going to go. Because sometimes as fans, and I'm guilty of this too. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not part of or guilty of this. But sometimes we become enslaved to the moment, to what we see as the hot thing in the moment. And it's true. But what we fail to realize sometimes at that very moment is the bigger picture involved. I really like Billy Zombie from what I've seen so far, up until that point. I really did. But I, at that point, 
realized and after coming to my senses i was like you know i want to see more in terms of what he does for the remainder of this game because remember Bailey Zappi, when he had came into the game after it had already started by a different starting quarterback, he had lost. Now, it wasn't because of Bailey Zappi, the game in Green Bay specifically I'm referencing to. It just, it's just really hard for a quarterback to come in and in reliever fashion like, like your Mariano Rivera or, or a, um, a Trevor Hoffman and just close things out. It's it's this is not baseball. Like there's a rhythm to all of this. There's a rhythm to the game. And I felt like that Bailey Zappi should have gotten the start. But after the Patriots scored on Bailey Zappi's first drive entering the game, the Bears had the had that interception, and then the Patriots had. Um, had scored a touchdown. It was a Ramondre Stevenson touchdown run for four yards. And at that point, you're like, this should be a really good game. This is going to go back and forth. Bailey Zappi's got this whole thing figured out. No big deal. We should, should be able to coast through the rest of the game just fine. Except when reality hits, oh, it hits. The problem wasn't necessarily Betty Zappi. It was a defense that absolutely could not stop Justin Fields. Because Justin Fields was an absolute machine last night. I have no qualms in even admitting that. Like, you go back and you look at the touchdown passes that Justin Fields had. The the three-yarder in which that Justin Fields basically... Ran through the, the left tackle side for, for, for the touchdown. That's that's the first one. You go back to the second one in which that Justin Fields was able to show off his arm, that, that 25-yard pass to Herbert. Oh, my. Oh, my. It was incredibly frustrating to watch because whenever the Patriots needed to, um, needed to, like, get a big stop they weren't able to get that big stop and that was part of the story from last night's game as much as we want to talk about uh mac jones betty um, Betty zappy you gotta tear apart this defense a little bit because the thing that i got so frustrated with at times and and this is no fault of mac judon himself but whenever the Patriots needed to make a stop and they needed to make a big play on defense, especially as the game wore on, they weren't able to make that pass. Or not make that pass, but rather they weren't able to make that stop. And that was something that absolutely drove me bananas. Like, Justin Fields was 13 of 21 for 179 yards. He completed 8.5 yards per attempt. And Ultimately, what's going to lose you games in the NFL? Turnovers. Bailey Zappi had two interceptions last night. Now, some would say, hey, did you wake up from that fever yet? I actually did. I'm not saying that Bailey Zappi sucks. I'm not saying that 
Betty Zappi's a bum. I'm not sitting here saying that Mac Jones is a bum. That's not just truly not how I feel. But how I do feel this morning is that right now, as I sit here and record this podcast and I'm looking outside of my my apartment window, I'm beginning to come to the realization that the Patriots are truly in a lot more trouble than what we initially thought. As my, my thoughts begin to shift away from the game for a bit into something a, a bit more deeper. These are all my thoughts, by the way. My thought is, my friend made a really good point last night. And I given it a lot of thought as I was making my way home late last night into the wee hours of this morning. If you got two quarterbacks, you've got none. And I had to think about that for a moment. And it, that was when it dawned on me. I was like, oh, shit. He's right. He's absolutely right. If you got two quarterbacks, you've got none. And that now leads me to a bigger point of contention that I want to get into during this part of the podcast. My thoughts on Bill Belichick in regards to this situation. Because there was something in which that he did or didn't do, depending on how you see it, that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way last night. Basically, Bill Belichick was asked about starting a quarterback in the Patriots before because he knew that question was coming. And the non-committal answer that he gave rubbed me the wrong way, and here's why. This isn't 2001 anymore. I mean, it wasn't 2001, obviously, last night. But what's abundantly clear is that He knows there is a quarterback controversy. He won't publicly admit it to the media. He won't admit it publicly. But he knows that he did play a a massive part in creating that quarterback quarterback, uh, controversy. And what blows me away is it's just this whole attitude in which that it was clear that the Patriots as a team were not happy. It, it wasn't the fact that we're not happy with Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, but it was clear that one of his teammates was rather quite bothered by the fact that Mac Jones was taken out of the game last night. That's something in which that I don't blame that teammate. I don't blame if other teammates on the Patriots felt the same way. I really don't. But let me ask you this question honestly, Patriot fans, this morning. Mac Jones was a 15th overall pick a year ago. Betty Zappi was a fourth round draft pick this past NFL draft. If you had to make a decision 
would you rather start? Betty Zappi, Mac Jones, who are you going with and why? For me, I'm actually still going to go with Bailey Zappi. And it's not because I have a personal vendetta against Mac Jones. That's not what it is. Let me rewind to an earlier point that I made in this podcast. And I said it very clearly then. If he's not at 100%, I don't want him on the field. I can't make this any more clear. If Mac Jones is not at 100%, I don't give a rat's ass about Rust because he was going to be rusty no matter when he came back. Whether if it was this week or next week or or the game against the Colts, it would not have made a difference. If he's not 100%, keep his ass off the field. We'll take the chance with Bailey Zappi and we'll go from there. But we, we can't admit that last night was the first time that we saw Bailey Zappi go through any sort of testing in the NFL. It remains to be seen as to how he handles it moving forward in terms of adversity because outside of that first two drives of which he was a part of as the quarterback, Patriots offense didn't look good. They were sputtering. They were struggling. Their offensive line was committing penalties. Trent Brown, Cole Strange. I mean, it was really maddening to watch on so many fronts. Which is part of the reason why I sit here this morning and I say to you, congratulations, you have a quarterback controversy. And for many of you, it may not be as simple as as it may be seem in terms of making a decision. But personally, I have no qualms in saying that I think Betty Zappi should be the guy until Mike Jones is completely healthy. But healthy or not, I think this also needs to be said, and I'm going to say it if no one else does, in Boston or even Boston Sports Media. The decision-making by Mac Jones is still an issue. It's still an issue. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's still a massive issue. And that interception in which that he threw last night, am I holding it against him? Yeah, I am. I am going to hold it against him. Because... It was so frustrating and infuriating on so many fronts in which that you needed to see Mac Jones do something. You needed to see Mac Jones absolutely like do like do what he do what he can do best to show and instill confidence in, in everybody in that stadium and especially his teammates that he was more than ready to go physically. I'm not talking about mentally. I'm not talking about emotionally. Physically. I just think that physically he, he just did not look good. But mentally, the decision making wasn't a fan of. I did not like the decision making at all. I got so much more that I want to get off my chest. But I want to get it off 
All the, I get, I'm gonna get off my chest now. Why I still can? Because this this was never going to be a long, a long podcast of an hour plus. No, I like to try to keep my podcast between thirty to forty minutes, forty five minutes at most. But what I will say is this: this is a very critical point for this team. They are hitting a critical point in which that they got really huge games coming up, especially from week 10 on. Let's start with the fact that they got a huge game against the New York Jets this weekend down at MetLife. And the Jets, they are no pushovers at all. They're not. That team is legitimate this year in 2022. Say what you will about the Jets last year and years past. Jets are a legitimate playoff contender this year. And the Patriots, they are going to have their hands full. And then they got the Colts. And then after their bye week, which is week 10, don't forget, by the way, you still got to play Buffalo twice. You still got to play um, the, the Raiders. You still got to play the Cardinals. And those are just some of the teams that I'm just listing off the top of my head wish that they're going to be tested and tested in a big way and if they don't figure out this quarterback situation this quarterback situation is going to derail the season faster than you can say bad parmesan and mozzarella cheese i mean i know it's, it's a corny it's a corny line but you get the point this is where they're at and I'm sure a lot of people who also know the, the ideology of if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. We're about to find out in a very short order if we haven't already. I'm concerned for where the Patriots are currently as of this Tuesday morning. But I'm most particularly concerned for where does Mac Jones and Billy Zappi go from here? We're about to find out. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Sugar Rice Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Despite despite me not being at my optimum level that I'm used to, considering that I'm running on three hours of sleep. But I had to get something out this morning. wanted to record this podcast for you. Hope you enjoy it. Rate it. Subscribe it. Follow me on social media. Twitter and TikTok. Same handle at Shukri Rights. S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. That's how you can follow me on Twitter and TikTok for the latest updates and content on sports. So until next time, take care, everybody. Talk to you later.